0: 5 on the floor, ride for my dogs, here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like to said, you in trouble y'all, kept the floor playing, got a all banned, y'all seen the block, Stop the one hand, impact with trust, it's power have the guts, we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Starting Nine here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We're thinking of changing this to Starting Five; it makes more sense anyway. And we're never really starting at nine these days. We get to you early, a little bit earlier. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Producer today is Manny Chang. We're talking a little bit of Miami Heat today, whether you guys like it or not. We are sponsored today by our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. You can find them at All Pro Construction Builders. Dot com that's the brand new website i was with danny yesterday at the heat game he came over uh, in his miami heat jersey he was depressed as you were but the big thing that danny can do for you he can get you those windows and doors that you need for hurricane season we know right now it's raining uh but this is not the worst of it everybody knows that you're going to get that sometime around august into september and you need to be prepared to so go to allproconstructionbuilders.com you can also check them out On Instagram, check out all of the work that they do. You get 10% off if you mention five reasons. And again, get yourself protected. You know that the insurance companies are not going to take care of everything after the fact, right? So make sure that you don't have a problem. 305-484-4429. Work with a Miami Heat fan and a a family that uses American-made, locally-made products. Fully licensed and insured. Go check them out. All Pro Construction Builders. .com. Also, I want to check out U Break Wheel Fix. You can go to it's the letter U, UbreakWheelfix.com. Great website there. Also, uh you can check them out on Instagram, all the work that they do. This is a complete wheel solution for you. They handle everything. It's actually a complete car solution, automotive solution. Um, they do everything, but of course, uh, not only can they fix your wheels, which we know in the streets of South Florida, those are gonna get messed up for sure, but also they can they can not not only refinish. They can do them totally brand new for you, and they get the old Miami Heat vice colors. If you want, you can do the Dolphins colors. You can do anything you want with your wheels. Make them pop. Make them stand out on the road. Uh, based down there, well, not based, but they're they are down there in North Miami. Um, it's a great facility down there. I've been there uh, many times. Ubreakwheelfix.com. Again, that's Ubreakwheelfix.com. Check them out on Instagram as well, and also mention five reasons, same as uh, our other sponsor. And you will get a discount. So you break wheelfix.com. All right, let's get to it. We should have started late today because the heat did yesterday as well. Thank you, John. Wow, that's a way to start. Thanks for a great network. Season ends Friday. So we appreciate the donation so that we can do something Friday uh, after everybody says they lose. Y'all better put the comments up today. I need to talk my ish. Uh, I will allow Manny to put up as many comments as he wants today. So just let him flow. Everybody is frustrated. The Miami Heat fall behind by 24 points yesterday. 24 points yesterday. And then they scramble back. They get within six twice late in the game. And both times they get within six. They give up offensive rebounds, second-chance points. Second-chance points yesterday against Atlanta were 26-6. to In a game that the Heat lost by 11. I mean, we don't really need to talk about much else. I mean, that's where it was. And Eric Spolscher talks about a variety of factors that led to all the offensive rebounds. 22 offensive rebounds in all. Nine by Clint Capella by himself. Nine by Clint Capella by himself. This comes in from Joel. What's the excuse for BAM this year? We will talk BAM here a little bit. Obviously, we're going to talk about him more on 5 on the floor. Everyone says, are we still building around BAM? That's what Joel says. Um, Again, we're going to touch on Bam specifically, but the team as a whole, team as a whole, not good enough yesterday. It wasn't just Bam, although obviously Bam played a great role in it. Jimmy Butler was inefficient. I kind of feel like I jinxed him. I asked him the efficiency question before the game. He comes out. He has his least efficient game since the All-Star break um, and just did not seem as engaged as I expected him to be. So your two best players were not good enough. Um, Bam I think is going to get the brunt of it today, but you got to put some on Jimmy. And so they were completely reliant offensively on the old starting backcourt, even though Kyle Lowry didn't start, they get 59 points from Kyle Lowry and Tyler hero. Um, Kyle was tremendous. I mean, that might be the best game. Kyle Lowry has played in a Miami heat uniform. And what they talked about with his plan and getting himself back in shape, obviously that's worked uh, because he's been really good. Uh, Not just yesterday, but he's been really good. Since he came back from his break and what he was dealing with with his knee and some of the personal stuff and other things that were going on, and he was great yesterday. Tyler Hero, that's what you expect from Tyler Hero. He gave up a lot of points on one end, uh, but he scored a lot of points on offense. He gave them those relief points, uh, but they didn't get anything from Martin, nothing from Vincent, nothing from Struce, Uh, and again, not enough from Jimmy and particularly from BAM, uh, playoff Jimmy, uh, not to be confused with play in Jimmy from John. Uh, not the kind of intensity we anticipate. I'll just read some of these and I'll continue to go forward. Is intentionally losing for a lottery pick in the Heat's best interest, most attractive trade asset, perhaps? All right, so we'll put out more comments in a second. Let me roll through some of this stuff from yesterday and we'll throw them up here. And again, thanks to our sponsors and thanks to prize picks. Again, use the code FIVE, F I V E. I guess now you can play that on Friday for the Heat against either the Raptors or the Bulls. There it is, get your initial deposit match up to $100. Download it from prizepix.com, the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. I I think when everybody looks at that game yesterday again, the focus is gonna come back to Bam. Um, He's the most, I mean, he's obviously the most deserving target when you look at what happened overall, which is second chance points. Bam is supposed to clean some of that stuff up as a rebounder. Um, And obviously, offensively, he's supposed to give you more than he gave you. So I'm not going to make this an excuse thing for Bam, because I know that you guys are just going to shut this off and nobody's going to buy into it. And we talked all season about how he had to show that he took the next step. There's more expectations now. He's making more money now. He's been an all-star twice. And he has, again, not been good enough since the all-star break. Um, He was arguably their best player for large stretches of the first two-thirds of the season season. Going into the All-Star break, he has not been the same since the All-Star game. He has had a few quarters here and there where he looks like the BAM that he was emerging into. And then most of the time, he looks like the BAM that frustrated people the last couple seasons where you said that there was more there that he just wasn't getting to. And it was more mental than it really was physical. And that's what it looked like in part last night. But I'm just so I'm going to start here by just giving some explanations, not excuses. Let you guys take it where you want while also saying... He was not good enough yesterday. Okay. So I'm not making an overall excuse for him. When you look at the rebounding on defense. Okay. The reason I'm not going to put it all on Bam is not because you're playing, you know, Martin next to him quite a bit, even if it's off the bench uh, and you're small or you're playing Struis at the sort of a four or Jimmy is a four or whatever. Um, the reason that I'm going to give Bam a little bit of slack on the defensive rebounding is the way that the Heat play defense. Bam's not near the basket as much as a lot of other bigs. He's just not. They, they keep switching him out. And yesterday, they were overhelping uh, in a really bad way. And a lot of times, again, Bam was out on the perimeter or out of position because he was helping others who were getting beat consistently off the dribble. And so he was not there to grab a lot of those defensive rebounds and we've talked also about how he's not a good fit with kevin love uh, that has not worked out the way that i think that they hoped it would it's not just about putting a bigger guy next to man which a lot of people want okay and love's not the biggest guy but he's bigger obviously than martin Struess or butler uh but love only got three minutes yesterday and he only got three minutes yesterday and party just couldn't stay with the athleticism of the hawks inside in fact that's why spolstra went to zeller so I'm not going to throw all of the the defensive rebounding problems on Bam. I mean, he can't collect every defensive rebound, okay? Other guys have got to contribute there, and some of it was just bad luck. They did not get a 50-50 ball yesterday. It wasn't all effort, although some of it was, okay? My biggest issues with Bam yesterday weren't really the defensive rebounding. It wasn't even the offense. It was that he didn't anchor the defense the way we anticipate. There was – Look, you know on this team that certain guys are going to get blown by. That's one of the issues with this team, okay? Whether it's it's Hero or Struce or when he plays Robinson or Lowry, okay? That guys are going to get blown by on this team. They are not – their best point of attack defenders, I mean, other than Jimmy, I mean, would be Oladipo, which is one of the reasons why why Spulcher threw him in yesterday. He was not impactful either. Um, or Vincent, who's been a little bit more up and down as a defender – I think than we expected because he typically is a plus defender uh, for Miami, but there were a couple times. I mean, Struess got completely blown by by Trey. That's going to happen, and Bam just stood there. Now I don't know if it's because again I, I was watching this one particular play again a couple times to see what happened. I don't know if it was because Bam didn't want to leave his guy because if he does, then it was an alley oop to Capella, um, and maybe that was the case and there was going to be no rotation behind him. But he looked tentative. Uh, defensively. And this comes in from Mitch. Even if we win on Friday, we're not getting past the Bucks. I think everybody in NBA circles agrees with that. Although NBA circles not always right. The Hawks, uh, 17 people at ESPN picked the Heat yesterday. Zero picked the Hawks. Uh, and this comes in from Gio. I'll agree that Bam was the primer for a lot of uh, offensive rebounds. That's part of this entire defensive scheme. And and I think that comes down in large part, not just on Bam, but obviously on Spolstra, uh, but also on the roster construction, which we've discussed, which you have half of your team cannot defend their man. And that's why you're looking at a lot of zone that they have to play. They didn't want to play zone yesterday as much, which again is one of the reasons Kevin Love got fewer minutes. So I I, I was more disappointed in Bam defensively, although that picked up over the course of the game. Now offensively, look, this is a tired story. Okay. And, Bam, I think, is so frustrated by it that he finally spoke about it yesterday in a way he typically doesn't, where he said flat out, okay, without much provocation, that uh we had some guys going, but we gotta figure out a way. He said we, he didn't say I, he said we gotta figure out a way to keep them going and get me keep me involved, okay, or get me involved. And he usually doesn't speak to it in those terms. Now, early in the game, not just him, okay? I think Jimmy's getting off the hook a lot from what happened yesterday. Not just him, but also Jimmy. They missed six bunnies in the first half that I counted. I mean, shots that they just ordinarily make. I'm not talking about Bam in the mid-range. I'm not talking about Jimmy with a tough turnaround. I'm talking about literally at the rim stuff. They were shooting under 40% from the rim uh, for most of the game. I don't know where it finished up, but they were under 40% from the rim. You're just not going to win like that, like particularly when you're not defending. So I, you know, some of it was Bam. He missed some bunnies early. Some of it was the guards don't know how to feed him. Some of them is that it doesn't seem like Spolster prioritizes him at times the way I think she maybe he should because you kind of need to prioritize him or, or he gets his head out of the game. And I, I know this is, this is the bigger issue that I think is going to have to be addressed depending on what happens Friday or maybe not even what happens Friday or against the Bucs is that you, you can't have a situation where if, if Bam is not featured, that he doesn't force his way to be featured, right? Like that's I think that's what he fans want to see. Like if they're not getting him the ball consistently and misses a couple buddies, they just want I think everybody would rather Bam shoot eight of 22 from the field than shoot you know five of, of 10 or five of 11, okay? And I, I, I think he fans are okay. With some some incons- uh, with with some inefficiency, as long as there's aggressiveness, it's because of Georgia Bama's killed Capella this year offensively. So something is wrong because last night was different, and and I think that's the other thing that we'll have to try to figure out as the season ends. Why did his, his did his approach change so much after All Star Break? Because it did, and we have discussed on the podcast the idea that Jimmy and Bam tend to be a zero sum game that they don't tend to add to each other. I don't I don't know. Zero-sum game, I guess, suggests that they subtract from each other. I don't know that it's so much that, although we've seen Bam have his best moments when Jimmy's not playing or when Jimmy is not playing his best, and vice versa. Jimmy kind of took over in the second half of the season, or last third of the season. And again, is that because he was, he was getting into gear for players? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
0: New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Off Jimmy, he was feeling good health-wise or feeling better health-wise or the way that they were sort of managing his minutes. Or was it the fact that he had to, again, which comes first, chicken or the egg, because Bam was not playing particularly well? Gio asked the question about an injury has not really discussed an injury with us. He doesn't typically. He tends to play through things. But I don't think he has an injury, say, the way that Kyle Lowry had an injury where it's so obvious now that Kyle was playing through something because he looks different. He's just got different jump, different aggressiveness, and all of that stuff. This comes in from Mitch. We also need more three-point shooting. She is not shooting well lately. I think we should give Duncan a chance. Actually, Strews has shot pretty well over the past six weeks. He's still, even after yesterday, he's at 39 or 40% from three over the past six weeks. It just stands out when he doesn't shoot particularly well because he's not defending in a way that is helping the team. And so I know that's the case with Duncan as well. They don't run as much for Struce as they used to run for Duncan. But when Struce is going, say, one of five, one of six, it stands out. So I just want to finish here with Bam, and then we'll get to Friday. There has to be a long evaluation this off season. Okay. About whether or not you can win, go where you want to go with Jimmy and Bam as your top two guys. And I know everybody's going to say they got to an Eastern conference finals and within one shot of the finals and they got to a finals in the bubble. And so it does work, but it, it, other teams get better. Other teams add to what they have. And it's clear that offensively, at least they're not additive to each other. And that also, it, whatever, for whatever reason, maybe because Jimmy is such an alpha and Bam is not, that Bam recedes when Jimmy is starting to take over. And then when Bam goes in a shell, it's tough to get him out of it unless he looks around and has nobody else on the floor to do anything. And then it seems like he has one of those games or quarters or whatever where you're like, okay, Bam gets it. But we are two-part past the stage now where you, have, where you want to go into a game knowing or not knowing whether or not he's going to get it that night. And it's starting to remind me a little bit, not quite to the same degree, but of a couple of other Heat players who are extraordinarily talented, but they couldn't really be first or second options because you couldn't trust them in the big games to step forward. And the two names that I come to, and I know people are going to mention Bosch, and I do think there are some similarities there. People forget now because of the love fest with Chris after he got sick and after the retirement, but a lot of Heat fans used to be frustrated with Chris, okay? And this was a guy who had been a number one option in Toronto and had a little bit more of an alpha streak than Bam, that sometimes Chris would just not perform well unless he had to. Like, again, a lot of games we remember with Chris, remember the big shot against Portland, the big shot in San Antonio, the big shot in Atlanta, okay, in an overtime game, were when either Dwayne or LeBron or both were not playing. That's when Bosch tended to step forward, that sometimes he struggled to be the third option. Sometimes Bam, we know Hero's going to get a lot of shots, struggles to kind of find his way as a second or third option who needs other people to get him the ball more than maybe Bosch did because Bosch is more offensively skilled uh, than Bam is. But it's starting to remind me a little bit of conversations that we used to have about Jamal Mashburn and Eddie Jones, uh, both of whom had been premium scorers somewhere else. Miami brought Eddie in to kind of be a second option with Zoe, Zoe got sick. Eddie didn't really fit as a first option. They didn't win a lot with Eddie as a first option. You couldn't count on him in the playoffs. Dwayne came in, but even after Dwayne came in and Shaq came in, then Eddie became a third option, essentially, on, on that team. And then we saw when Dwayne uh, got hurt in the Detroit series in, 04, in the 05 playoffs, the 05 uh, conference finals that Eddie was counting on, And he didn't come through. And with Jamal, there were a lot of the same questions. Jamal had awful, awful postseasons, okay, until he left Miami. And then all of a sudden, he went nuts against Miami. But there was the same kind of dialogue about both of them. Were they alphas? Um, Now, both Jamal Mashburn and Eddie Jones, again, more skilled offensive players than Bam, could have done more on their own. But there was a question, did they have it? Okay, did they have it in those big games? And we're starting to have those conversations. We've had those conversations about Bam, I guess, but they're starting to come back. That comment comes in, we're going to need to decide between Bam and Butler. I mean, again, we've done podcasts on this. I don't know that they need to decide between them. But I think the guy who may end up getting sacrificed in all of this is Tyler because of the commitments that have been made to Bam and Butler. And, okay, do you need to find a different third and or fourth guy so that this can actually work? Let me get to Friday, okay? The first thing that needs to happen if they actually want to win this game, and that's an open question, okay? is obviously Bam's got to put that thing behind him, and Jimmy's got to come out with more focus, okay, because you're not getting 59 points from Lowry and Hero again, uh, certainly not the Lowry portion of it, and you can't really count on some of these role guys uh, to be consistent. We've seen that this year. Caleb's the one guy who has been. He didn't have his best game, obviously, on Tuesday. He should be better on Friday, but, again, his impact is going to be moderated anyway. So Jimmy obviously needs to be more efficient and more aggressive, uh, and and Bam needs to be a whole bunch of things. Okay, but I'm just coming back to this on Friday, and then we'll you know we'll talk about who who they may end up playing. They're one in six against the Bulls and the Raptors this year. I went back last night and I looked at the games, and you can say that four of the games were a little weird in terms of who the Heat actually had available. Okay, they're healthier now for sure. Okay, they've got Jimmy who they didn't have in a couple of those games. They did lose to Chicago on their home floor in the season opener. Season openers can be weird. One of the Toronto games, they really should have won. So the one and six may be a little bit inflated to the downside. I don't think they'll beat Toronto. Okay, I said that before Tuesday. I said I said they had to beat Atlanta because if it's going to be Toronto, I don't think they're going to beat Toronto. They struggled with the Hawks' length yesterday, big time, right, particularly on the offensive boards for atlanta toronto is much longer than atlanta is that length is consistently given miami problems and there are guys on on the raptors particularly van vliet who are playing at a higher level than they were earlier this season um i I, honestly i think toronto's roster is better than miami's right now okay so i i don't think they beat toronto chicago i think is winnable because i don't trust some of their top players in big games which is one of the reasons why I'm not picking them uh, against the Raptors, okay? Why I think it will be the Raptors. I love DeMar DeRozan as a human being. I love his career. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be very good against his old team in Toronto. He he has not been a very good playoff, I guess, play-in, playoff performer over the course of his career. Um, there was about three or four years before the Kawhi trade was made, and, of course, that led to Toronto winning the championship in 19. Uh, if you looked at all the metrics at that point of the top 25 players in the league, the player whose performance went up the most or was most improved during the playoffs of all those 25 stars in terms of efficiency and overall rating and all that was Kawhi Leonard. The player whose performance declined the most in those situations was DeMar DeRozan. So I'm not expecting a huge game from DeMar against uh, against his old team. And so I do expect that the Raptors will win that game, okay? Now, if it's Chicago, Heat fans who still care about this team, and there are some who do want them to win this game on Friday, although not most in the poll that I put up, 83% said that they would prefer the Heat lose on Friday. These are Heat fans, okay? If it's Chicago, Heat fans who do care about them winning are going to panic about Vucevic. Actually, the Heat have played Vucevic much better since he's gone to Chicago. He's become a different player. He's more of a spacer now. Um, they, you know he can be exploited defensively. But in either case, a lot of this will come down to Bam. Bam would have to take advantage of Vucevic being kind of slow-footed uh, and attack him. And on the Toronto side, I mean, he's going to be entrusted to deal with Siakam a lot, which is a very difficult matchup. Um, there's been a lot of comparisons between the players made throughout the years. I do think that he can beat Chicago more likely than they would be Toronto. But again, the question becomes, is this worth it? I mean, they're not going to throw this game. That's not how this works. Okay. They're not going to throw this game to get, you know, the lowest possible end lottery pick that they can get. And a 0.5% chance at Wemby. They're not going to throw it, but are they going to come out with effort? And what is that building going to be like on Friday night? Um, Because it feels to me like the Heat fans just kind of want to go to the club at this point. Like, I mean, this has not been an engaging, entertaining experience this year. It's been extraordinarily frustrating. It has not been fun. And you're talking about a Friday night in Miami. I mean, if Miami comes out the way against Chicago or Toronto, the way they came out against Atlanta or anything close, you think that crowd's going to stay engaged? Or are they going to start to head out somewhere? (laughs) So uh, Miami is – we're going to know in the first five or six minutes whether they care about this thing. And, again, think of what the reward is. The reward is that after the game, okay, they get up the next day probably for a shoot-around, some light prep against Milwaukee. Obviously, uh, Spolster will have the, uh, the film guys take care of, you know, getting it ready. And then they got to get on a plane to play Milwaukee at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Middleton is practicing. This week, that team is healthy or they're as healthy as they've been. They're better than they were last year. They're better than they were three years ago when the Heat beat them. I mean, one of the guys that helped them beat uh, Milwaukee, Jay Crowder is now literally on Milwaukee. And another one, Goran Dragic is also on Milwaukee. And although they're not big factors for them, they just add to what is a much better bench and overall team than they had before. Giannis is better. He's a champion now. Drew Holiday, in my view, just had his best season. So you're not beating that team. They know that deep down. So what kind of effort are you getting on Friday? I would like to see them at least come out on Friday, win or lose, okay, and look for once this year or for one of the very few times to be connected and committed to to each other, Um, to look like they're on the same page and they're actually – going for something as opposed to yesterday and so many games this year where we've looked at and said, okay, this is a big game for them. And they come out like they don't care. And yesterday too often, I, I understand some of it is bad luck. I get it. Ball bounces this way, that way, whatever you get scrambled, second chance opportunities emerge and all that. Okay. But I mean, you lose every 50, 50 ball, every single one. There is some effort involved there. So to close here, and we appreciate our sponsors, All Pro Construction Builders, check them out at allproconstructionbuilders.com, youbreakwheelfix.com, prize picks, use the code 5FIVE. I mean, to close here, you know, as someone who's not a Heat fan but a Heat observer who obviously would like to have more coverage this year and would like to uh, cover a first-round series and all that, I hope that they get it together, Bam and Jimmy, starting with Bam, get it together. Uh, for Friday, Royal Matches by Myers Le- Letter is also there. They should they should run him out for all time's sake. Uh, start him at the five instead of Brook and um, and and have all the memories. I mean, look, it, it's going to remind again people of three years ago, and and that's in and you know people are going to say, oh, they got no, they don't have a shot against Milwaukee. Okay, nobody even at this network, any other network is going to pick them uh, against the Bucks. I would have the Bucks in five, and I, that might be conservative. Okay. But I, I just want to see, at least on Friday, just compete consistently. I think they know, we know, the front office didn't do enough to help. we talked about some of the circumstances behind that. The reality is, and I've used this phrase all the time this season, but still. But still, someone has to be accountable for it. But still, Pat Riley needs to speak to the media, which he hasn't done for the longest stretch of his entire time in Miami, and kind of explain what the plan is. And in some ways, as much as he can, explain how he's going to execute their plan beyond just we're hoping and praying that some superstar begs to come to Miami and then we have Andy sort out the pieces. They, they need to. There needs to be more that's expressed about why things went wrong this year. And in some ways, I'm looking more forward to the Pat Riley press conference than I would be to a game one in Milwaukee, okay? But with that said, Friday, could you just give the fans something better than you gave them yesterday? You know, they come out on a Tuesday night to watch you in a play-in game when you're a championship organization, and you come out and you're getting blown up by 24 early on, and then you give up 22 offensive rebounds and 26 second chance points. Could you give them something better? And with that being said, I think even if it's better, if it's Toronto, season probably ends on Friday. All right, check out the rest of our content throughout the day. We're going to be waiting it out on five on the floor to see – uh, who wins between the Bulls and the Raptors before we do an episode tonight. But we will have an episode. And then, look, uh, we'll cover it. We'll preview it. And if they beat Milwaukee on uh, – excuse me, uh, the Bucks, the Bulls or Raptors on Friday, we'll have an episode ready for you uh, for Sunday. And we'll do the starting nines and all the rest of that stuff. But I understand if Heat fans want to tune us out for a couple of days and start talking about the Dolphins' second-round pick because the Heat just haven't made you care enough this year. And uh, that's on everybody from the very top all the way down have a good day everybody
0: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it